there is hope, even though we've seen this uh, horrible, dramatic increase in drug addiction deaths. You've got Trank on the streets now. you got fentanyl coming in. And it's still an extraordinary problem. Lieutenant Governor Bethany Hall Long put together the Behavioral Health Consortium, gathering, you know, from her, uh, I guess her bully pulpit, if you will, but, you know, you're Lieutenant Governor, you make phone calls, people say, oh, hi, yes, I'll take that call. So she did. People with uh, nonprofit agencies, as well as police, first responders, uh, folks in emergency rooms, physicians, all trying to see if, if we can, you know, somehow... Uh, reduce the dependence upon uh, opioids, and it, it's it's still it's still just a, an increasing problem here. So uh, there are a lot of organizations here that are uh, trying to address this as well as you know being basically uh, ancillaries to uh, to all those officials that people look at and say, well, why can't you fix this? Well, you have to fix people to do this. And that means you have to get right down with the people and help with, with them, too. And Don Sheehan uh, is a uh, founder of uh, Hope on Deck, and Rosemary Baum is, uh, Bauman is executive director of Courageous Hearts, and they are both hosting uh, events this weekend to bring attention to the issue of opioid use disorder and to help people. So, uh, uh, Rosemary, thanks for being on. Hi, Rick. Thanks for having me. Hi. And Dawn, hello. Hey, Dawn. Hi, how are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Oh, absolutely. No, uh, in fact, um, I remember the, the story at WDEL News uh, of Earl Van uh, going down, like, in the Kensington and saying, hey, you want some free cigarettes? Uh, ask how. And uh, and getting people to uh, to try to get him into rehab because uh, he had gone uh, through that with meth and, and all that kind of stuff, and uh, and I'd like to know uh, from both of you uh, what you're going to be doing this weekend. So I guess we can start with Don. Okay, so this weekend we are hosting an event at Etna Fire Hall in Newark, and that event is called the Empty Shoe Project. Um, our goal is to destigmatize addiction, and I think a lot of times when people hear the number of deaths happening in Delaware, it's just a number to them. Last year in Delaware, there was 537 overdose deaths. It does not include deaths associated with medical complications um, from, you know, their, from their drug use. It does not include the, you know, drunk driving accidents. It does include anything. It's just overdose. So. 537 people. We want to make sure that each of those are remembered um, for the people they were, not just the number, not just how they died. Um, so we will be displaying actually 537 pair of shoes along with pictures of the loved ones and messages on the back um, describing the uh, loved ones written by families. And so we hope by just having that visual um, it's going to make an impact and to see that, you know, this is a real problem and these people were not just a statistic. They are real people that were loved and were good people. You know, Dawn, I've uh, had many, many guests in this program over the years who are uh, professionals trying to help people overcome addiction. And I'd say 99.9% of them are lifelong recovering addicts themselves. And it just seems to me 
like uh, addiction has touched everybody in Delaware, just as cancer has. You may not know somebody directly who's suffered, but you certainly know somebody who does know somebody. In other words, uh, there, there's somebody, a friend of a family or member or something like that. And, and I wonder, in Delaware, having listened to you just now, I wonder, do, do people really see this, uh, you, you think, uh, as numbers and, and not individuals? I think that if you're if you don't know, you don't know is a saying I like to say. Yeah. So if you aren't a close, if you don't know someone closely and it's not affected you directly, I think they don't understand the full impact that this has happened. Not only that those we've lost, but the family members um, that are left to mourn the children of those lost that are still they'll never know their parents. I don't think they see the full effect of it. So I think you know if you know about addiction, you've been directly affected by it. Obviously, you know, but there's a ton of people out there who have not directly been affected by it, and so they don't know. You know, they they just don't know. So it's our point is we want to get we want to get it across to everybody. Okay, so uh, let's presume you do this. You get a lot of media exposure, and people see the pictures of the empty shoes. Oh my gosh, I see what that represents. Uh, that's horrible. Then what's next for you folks? So I'll tell you what we currently do. We do Narcan training for free, um, and we our our goal is by the end of 2024. Um, I know it's a big goal, but we want to get uh, Narcan in the hands of all everyone in Delaware, but we would, you know, especially like to get it in public entities, Wawa's, um, restaurants, and that type of thing, because overdoses are happening, those type of places, you're just not hearing about it. And if everybody has Narcan on hand, they can save a life. So why wouldn't you have it? Um, so, you know, part of what we're doing, why we're there is we want to, you know, let everybody know this is what we do. We will also help facilitate treatment. So a lot of times what we do, um, we get a call, might not be from the addicts themselves, but we get a lot of calls from the family members and they are so lost because they don't know how to navigate the system. Um, so they'll, they'll call and they'll say, hey, my loved one is an addict. I'm trying to get help. They want help. We just don't know where to go. So then we take that and we help facilitate, give them resources. This is who you can call. This is, you know, and that type of thing. Uh, and then we always always give them Narcan as well because, you know, sadly right now there may not be enough beds on the day you call. And with addicts, you have to get them into treatment, you know, as soon as they're ready to go because tomorrow they may not want to go. Right. Um, and, so, you know, we, we need to really um, – a few things. We need to get them help when they're ready. We need to make sure that the help is available um, when they're ready, and that's a big thing. And we need to make sure that everybody is educated about addiction and about overdose deaths and what we can do to prevent it. So a couple of questions. Uh, when you get a phone call and it turns out it's Trank, which is new, and, and uh, Narcan doesn't help with that, what do you guys do? So if they are ready to go to treatment, um, we still will help facilitate treatment. You know, of course, there's, there, there are some setbacks. You know, a lot of times with the use of trank, we're seeing a lot of wounds, and some of them are very horrible wounds, yeah. so they do have to have medical clearance. Um, and so that is a big hurdle, and, and it's, going to, it's going to get worse before it gets better. So, um, you know, the state is doing a lot to try to change policies and procedures and that type of thing. But, you know, just the fact that they need to get medical clearance to be able to enter a rehab could be a big thing for the addict because by the time they get the medical clearance, they may change their mind and not want to go. So it's a big dilemma that we're facing, and that is something that 
um, those of us that advocate for treatment are working on, and the state is actively working on it um, to see what we can, you know, how we can help these. Well, it's all about money. I mean, uh, as I I recall, the founder of your organization, uh, you know, Hope on Deck, uh, was in and out of uh, rehab like 20 times or something, which is not unusual, unfortunately. And also saying that the problem is he couldn't get any uh, real long-term help. Uh, the state only provided two weeks. And there you are after two weeks, you're back on the street. That's not good enough. But it's all about the money and funding to get anybody into long-term care, isn't it? Well, it is. And, and now, you know, it is longer than the two weeks now. You know, a lot of times the insurance companies will, will pay 28 days. And sometimes that's not long enough. So, you know, I think the state is really actively looking into how we can um, you know, prolong that, you know, you need to get more than 28 days clean a lot of time to get your feet planted and, and to be in a good, especially if you've been on drugs a long time, um, you've been in active addiction a long time, um, it's going to take longer. But, you know, and th- we are trying to see that that's changed. But yes, it is a financial um, a financial thing. You know, obviously, it costs a lot of money to, to be in rehab. It costs a lot of money for the state. If you have state insurance, if you have private insurance, a lot of people can't pay. You know, sometimes, you know, and I will tell you, I don't think you know this. I am Earl's mom. Oh, I did not know that. Hi there. I did not know that. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Yeah. Well, no, Earl, uh, so I remember it was a reporter, Amy Chair, I, I think, who had a story here. Uh, it, was, uh, it was before COVID about this. And uh, and I paid attention because uh, I know a lot of people who actually work in this field. And, uh, and tragically, like many Delawareans, I know of people uh, who have had a loved one die. I, look, I, I have a, a friend uh, who woke up in the morning and found her uh, boyfriend dead in the back porch, uh, and, and he had been struggling with addiction. And that's the kind of horror that has affected thousands of Delawareans over, over the years. So, uh, so yeah, I kind of remember the story. Yeah, and, 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 you know, and part of the reason why I do this, um, I lost my brother in 2017 um, of a overdose. Um, two weeks prior to that is when I found my son Earl overdosed. Obviously, he survived, but he had a lot of complications and was hospitalized. So this is a cause near and dear to my heart. Um, and we have been blessed with a lot of volunteers. This, our program is all volunteer-based. No one gets paid. Um, we, you know, we, uh, we are about 100 strong volunteers, sometimes more. Um, you know, we still do the Kensington outreaches. We still do women cannot reaches. And we try to meet them where we are, because sometimes where they are is on the street. All right. Um, so, and we have had, okay. Sorry, go, you mean I'm on the street. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. So, you know, we try to meet them where we are, where they are. Um, yeah. So we go to the street and say, you know, you know, there's a better life than this. And we have had some success. Um, that we just keep planting that seed every time we go. We might see the same person for a year, but every time we go, we have this same talk with them. And, you know, sometimes it takes, and sometimes they'll give us a call after a year and say, now I'm ready. And when they're ready, that's when we, you know, we, we try to do our best to get them into treatment. Dawn, do you know Rosemary over at Courageous Hearts? We met just yesterday. Yeah, Rosemary. Hi, I'm glad you're on too. Rosemary is executive director of Courageous Hearts, and you're talking about people being volunteers and helping as they can. And and Rosemary, uh, you're you're into like not just animal therapy, helping people uh, through addiction, but uh, big animal therapy. Why don't you tell us about that? So good morning, Rick. Hi, Dawn. Good to see you again. Uh, quote unquote. Um, so yeah, courageous parts. We've come through a different angle because, like Dawn's talking about, we have this stigma. Stigma related to mental health in general, then stigma related to opioid use disorder, 
and 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 addictions, and it keeps people from treatment, whether or not you know about it or not. There's this internal stigma. Sometimes it's not even external. Um, and as a long-term person in recovery, as you mentioned, that would be me as well. Um, my life directed us to find another way to reach people that feels less intimidating. And so we incorporate horses. Interestingly enough, Rick, I will tell you, most people think, oh, you go ride the horses. No, we don't. What we do is we learn about ourselves by building relationships, just like Dawn was just talking about. These face-to-face relationships is how we heal and how we get better. And our horses provide this non-judgmental, in-the-moment opportunity for people to kind of let their guard down and start to get real with typically is a trauma that often has precipitated opioid use disorder. I won't say always, but often. Um, and that is, um, that's how we address it. We, um, we bring people in with our horses and... And, and we metaphorically explore our path to recovery. Yeah, you, in other words, you're employing what has been, uh, I would say, further developed and, uh, and uh, let's see, promoted and, and taught at Wilmington University, which is the trauma-informed uh, approach. And we see that happening, you know, with many, many different uh, organizations uh, as well. Uh, you said that you're also, a, uh, you're also in recovery and will be for life as well, right? Well, I plan to be. It's been 35 years, so let's hope it keeps going. Well, yeah, good for you, and I'm glad you say it that way because people listening may not understand that uh, there are folks who have been uh, in recovery for 10 years, and then something happens, and there's you know a trigger of some sort, and and they relapse. So, as, as somebody who's uh, who, who's doing this, and you have a great team over there, uh, you know, all sorts of certified therapists and professionals to work with folks and all. Um, what does it mean to you to be doing this kind of work with folks? It's, it's, it's very mixed, Rick, because as Dawn mentioned, the recovery rates are low. It it's, can be a challenging field. The brain disease, it is a disease that we need to understand. It's not just stop drinking, just stop using. It's, it's not like that. If you have an addictive personality, an addictive brain, once that substance is in your system, all bets are off. Um, so that's a challenge, so it can be very heartbreaking. At the same time, we also never give up. So, um, and we just provide opportunity after opportunity. And, and again, like Dawn said, there's so many organizations, and you mentioned it as well, Rick. However, that client needs the help. The horses may be the person that day. It may be Dawn or one of the volunteers on the streets that day that's handing you a sandwich. It may be um, that I need to be in rehab for a year. Treatment is not cut and dry, so I think we need to constantly stay open-minded. And remember that we do have the support. I do want to make sure that everybody's aware. You talked about on this in the beginning as well as Bethany Hall Long. Dawn and I, as well as many other organizations, are receiving funding through the state of Delaware because the state of Delaware is investing um, in our state to reduce the stigma so that people will be more willing to ask for the help and not have any shame around it. It is not your fault. It's not your fault. It's a mental health disorder, and we have skills and tools to help you 
live a life that substances aren't included and we find additional coping skills because it's a coping skill. It's not a healthy one, but it's a coping skill. Gotcha. So each, each organization, uh, Hope on Deck and Courageous Hearts has events going on this weekend, Veterans Weekend. And uh, let's see, uh, Rosemary, uh, let's see. what Now, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, it's going to be Saturday, right? So- it is. Our event is Saturday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. and it's at the farm. And we, we like to incorporate family fun days because one of the things like we talked about earlier was it's a family disease. Everybody's affected. And so we have these family events where we engage the community in healthy ways to interact that are, that are not related to substances. So we have pony petting, goat petting. Um, some food. We have a live DJ who is Army veteran himself, and this is to honor our veterans and provide information on substance use disorder, both treatment and prevention, because we also have a whole prevention arm that we provide all kinds of information in the schools. So that's nine to one. It is by registration because it is on the farm and we can only hold so many people. So to register, you can either go to Facebook at Courageous Hearts you can call the office. Can I give the number now, Rick? Is I don't know. Good? Can you? <laughs> Go right ahead. Yeah. Yeah. 342-491-6946. Everybody's welcome, but we have to limit a headcount because, again, the property can only hold so many people, and we tend to get really big turnouts with this. Um, and, and, the, and the thing is, too, all these all of these outreaches help people know that we want to reduce the rate because I have just a couple of quick numbers. Two out of three veterans do not seek treatment for opioid use disorder or any other addiction because of stigma. But veterans that have physical pain or being treated by physical pain or have PTSD are seven times greater than the general population to have an opioid use disorder. And then all this trauma on top of it in this Stigma helps prevent them from asking for help. And between Dawn's organization, Courageous Hearts, and all the other ones, we want to get the word out there. It's not your fault. There is help. I understand. Okay. Rosemary, uh, Executive Director, Courageous Hearts, and you can find Courageous Hearts on Facebook. On Sunday, Dawn, you have an event with Hope on Deck. Tell us about it. Sure. So, um, as I mentioned, it's called the Empty Shoe Project. It's going to be at the Aetna Hose Hook and Ladder uh, Hall that is at 400 Ogletown Road in Newark, across from the Hudson Center. Um, we It's open to the public. Anybody can come. There is going to be uh, Narcan training provided by Delaware Division of Substance Abuse and Mental Health. Um, so, and that's free. Everybody can come. They can get their Narcan kit. You never know when you could use it. Um, you could be at Wawa one day and see somebody overdose. So it's important that everybody holds it, you know, carries that. You're also going to be able to hear personal stories of loved ones um, by their family members and get to see a visual of just how many people in this small state of Delaware have passed due to substance use just in one year, when you display 537 pairs of shoes along with these pictures, it's, it, you can really get a feel for, you know, how heartbreaking this disease is. Um, and, you know, it, also we were going to be talking a lot about how we can change the stigma, how we can change the stigma, how we can get more people in recovery, um, you know, 
we want to make sure that people know there is help out there. You just have to reach out. Um, and again, it's a, the problem is I see a lot is it's everybody. It's a choice. It's a choice. It is not a choice. Um, it's been proven that it is a disease um, and it's a disease. But if you're an addict, you will always be an addict, but you are going to be an addict and recover and recovery. But you have to work on that recovery. And that's something you have to work on for the rest of your life. I know you just said that, yeah. you know, you know, that have relapsed after 10 years. I see it all the time. Um, something happens bad in their life and there's a trigger. Um, and so we need to give them better coping mechanisms and we need to make sure that we show them love and compassion because so often people do not show them love and compassion. They look at them like they are less than worthy. Um, everybody else's and that is so not the case you online know, are, uh we're running out of time here we're really yeah. slap on a time uh how do we find hope on deck uh on facebook just look at hopeondeck.org or, or what hopeondeck.org um look us up there you can also reach out to us on facebook messenger us if you messenger us if you need any help um we'd be happy to facilitate that um or hopeondeck.org all right perfect thank you so much dawn rosemary dawn with hope on deck rosemary courageous hearts thanks for being on 